0: happy monday church family um we are gonna walk through these chapters one uh day at a time um usually in the past you've been listening i've been using mainly um uh like one or multiple chapters or w- multiple parts in one chapter but this time i think because of uh, kind of like how and one, one way is for me is to speed this up but at the same time also there's um it's hard to uh, keep it interesting if I was just constantly talking about you know the garments of the priests, which is what we're going to talk about today. Um, so if I, if I could speed this up on some of the areas and just draw some of the principle from there, and just give you kind of like a big picture of what's going on, it's still going to be helpful for you because that's what scripture is all. we all scripture is inspired, and it's it's for it's helpful, useful, for our edification. Um, But I don't want to bore you with some of the details. Uh, So instead of just knowing all the little details, explaining those things like a commentary would, I just want to try to draw just big picture applications so that we can think about how we can honor the Lord um, when we read some of these texts. So, uh, again, just to summarize what's been going on the last few weeks, or last few sessions of these podcasts, I've been just talking, um, just walking through the text from uh, Exodus, basically... (coughs) from 25, uh, how, how they're supposed to make the different offerings, to the way that the tabernacle is supposed to look, to what the, uh, the, the Ark of the Covenant, even the altar, all of these things are, uh, <coughs> were given by God, instruction to Moses, to the priests. And how they're supposed to conduct themselves in the, in the in the worship. So it goes kind of from like the big things from the Ark of the Covenant to the Tabernacle. Now it's now it's onto the person, uh, the priest. The priests are supposed to be um, representatives of God. Uh, they are um, uniquely chosen by God. And uh, there's this entire chapter, and I think it even shows up again later on about reinforcing that um, the garments of the priest, because um, the priest is unique priest has a unique responsibility in the tribe of Israel and they're supposed to um, do a very unique job um, and that is to represent God to man and man to God so as we walk through this text I'm just going to uh, summarize a little bit here and there and even draw some application for ourselves and we think about uh, the like uh, the way that the Christians are supposed to be because remember that in the New Testament, 1 Peter tells us that we are a kingdom of priests. And although we're not like the priests in the Old Testament sense, there's a sense in which we are a kingdom of priests in that we represent God to man. We represent uh, man to God in, in, in the way that we pray to him and we in, you know, ask God to save people in our life that are not believers. but And we also represent God to man in their testimony that we give to other people. So that's going to be just kind of like, the, uh, like a broad picture so how we apply this text. but Chapter 28 of Exodus, we'll begin by verse 1. Then bring near to yourself Aaron, your brother, and his sons with him from among the sons of Israel and to, to minister as priests to me, Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, Eliezer, and Ithamar, Aaron's son. And shall make holy garments for Aaron, your brother, for glory and for beauty. And this here, we will stop right here, is not to make, it's not to highlight um, Aaron per se, like how he's special, it was actually the entire priesthood altogether. So it's not elevating one individual, but really the the office of the priesthood, and they're supposed to look orderly in the way that they <coughs> that they dress, uh, and and they're chosen um, for their for the role. But at the same time, uh, they're supposed to look different. Um, verse three: You shall speak to all the skillful person whom I've endowed with the spirit of wisdom, and they make Aaron's garment to consecrate him, that he may minister as priest to me." So there's a qualification here, he's speaking to Moses to find skilled in individuals, that, and you notice here it's uh, actually verse 6 and verse 8, There's it talks about how there has to be work of a skillful uh, worksman, and verse 8 has, has to be skillfully woven. This means that uh, God has designed this, you uh, provided not just the, um, the instruction, but even the means and the person, the skill set. <coughs> To go and fulfill this task, they are supposed to go and um, build this uh, and you know weave this garment all together, uh, and, and so it will be different. It's a unique set of garments by a very well crafted individual, and and it's, it's it's important that we think that this is you know this this garment looks unique. Um, back then, it, it was it's not normal like we we think about clothing. We just get it at the mall and there's little different patterns and designs. These are you know. They, it was, their, their dress code, let's just say, it was very boring. It was very you know, it was like one type of clothing for everyone. So the priest does stand out, and it's supposed to stand out because they're supposed to do a, a very unique task, and that is to be a minister as a priest to the Lord, and, and vice versa to the people. So for these garments which were, uh, which they shall make a breastplate and an ephod and a robe and tunic and uh, of checkered work. Um, a turban and sash and they shall make holy garments for Aaron your brother and his sons uh, that he may minister as a priest to me (coughs) you shall take the gold and blue and the purple and the scarlet uh, material and fine linen now again uh, what's unique here is that uh, just by way of application we understand that God is the one who defines who a leader should be in our modern days, especially more so now, there's been a rise in terms of you know, woman pastors, and oftentimes they negate 1 Timothy 3 because they just essentially say, like, oh, this is, um, you know, our God is beyond that, which is a very sinful thing to say because you're saying that God, one, his truth, his word is not consistent in time and it can be altered. And uh, and two, it's dangerous because you're essentially negating God's word. And you know, uh, Proverbs 30, as well as Deuteronomy, tells us that you should not add or take away from the word of God. And that's what people are doing. And Aaron here is being instructed by, uh, you know, by Moses and the Lord to like, okay, only males from a specific, specific tribe are ne- are are designed for this role, and they have to wear certain garments. So again, this is just ways for us to think about it. like God is a very precise God in the way that He wants to be worshipped. You cannot worship God the way that you want. I think contrary to our our modern world, we cannot decide what we need to follow and what we need to uh, disobey. You have to submit to the totality of God's word. There's, it, there should be no excuse in terms of the moral standard by which God has given to us. There may be general principles in terms of application on some areas in there, like gray areas, I get that, but in terms of just the moral things that are very, uh, that are imperatives of scripture, we are called to follow it as a kingdom of priests, that we submit to the word of God and we uh, do what God wants us to do. Verse 6 You shall make the ephod of gold, of blue and purple, and scarlet material, and fine twisted linen, and it shall two pieces join to its end, and it may be joined. The skillful woven leap band which is on it shall be like the worksmen, of the same material, of gold, and blue, and, and purple, and scarlet material, and fine twisted linen. You shall make two stones and engrave on them the names of the sons of Israel, six of their names on one stone and the names of the remaining six on the other stone according to their birth. As a jeweler engraves a signet, you shall engrave the stones to the cordon, according to the names of the sons of Israel. You shall set them in a filigree settings of gold. You shall put the two stones of the shoulder piece of the ephod as stones of the memorial of the sons of Israel, and Aaron shall bear their names before the Lord." On his two shoulders for a memorial you shall make a filigree setting of gold and two chains of pure gold you shall make of twisted uh cord cordage work and you shall put the corded chains on the filigree setting now what is all this what's the point of all this is that this thing is a very intricate design if you i mean there are different artists renditions of this and it, it does look it looks weird to us because again we you know we think we have a better fashion sense but remember at the time it, it, it's supposed to be something that's very beautiful and it's supposed to in a set of versus is glory and beauty if this is something that's very attractive to them this is not something that they see every day this is very unique and all of these um, materials were used so that um mainly like the priest and the people take the priesthood seriously That um, this is not something to toy around with you wear this with honor uh, we understand this in the military sense that sometimes, you know, you we wear a uniform for a particular reason. It's supposed you respect the uniform, whether it's a firefighter or a police officer or people in the military. They wear the uniform to be distinct outside of the common people. And that's what those priesthoods are supposed to look like. They're, they have a very unique task and it's evident by their garments and the things that they're instructed to wear. Verse 15. You shall make a breastplate of judgment, the work of a skillful workman, like the work of an ephod. You shall make it of gold, of blue, and purple, and scarlet material, and fine twisted linen. You shall make it. It shall be square and folded double, a span in length, and a span in width. You shall mount on it four rows of stones. The first row shall be a row of ru- ruby, topaz, and emerald, and the second row of tur- turquoise, uh, and a sapphire, and a diamond, and the third row a jenkinth agatite and amethyst and a fourth row a beryl and an onyx and a jasper they shall be set in a gold filigree and these again these stones are supposed to be visible reminder of um of how the corporate uh solidarity with aaron before the god of glory and at the same time the, these these 12 stones those they you know they're supposed will have their <coughs> the name of each of the tribe of israel and they're precious stones and it's supposed to be an idea that god's people are precious in god's eyes that these aren't just regular people um that the, the unique god is 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 making them that they're, they're that they're his they belong to him and they're precious in the eyes of the lord and that's how the relationship that we have with the lord the lord and i think sometimes in our reform circles we think the extreme that like, oh we are so evil and uh we're depraved sinners that's all true but we forget that once we're redeemed we are a child of god that we are precious in his eyes he sees us with a love and care, not because of something that we are worthy of, but because of His grace and kindness, we belong to Him. We are His children in that way. We are His friends, and we are family, and that's why we are family with one another, because of what God has done, not anything in particular that's unique and special about us. Verse 21, The stones shall be according to the names of the sons of Israel. Twelve according to their names, they shall be the engravings of a seal, which according to names of the twelve tribes. You shall make the breastplate chains of twisted cordage uh, work in pure gold. You shall make on the breastplate two rings of gold. And <coughs> you shall put the two rings on the two ends of the breastplate. You shall put two cords of gold on two rings at the end of the breastplate. You shall put uh, the other two ends of the two cords on the two filigree settings and put them on the shoulder pieces of the ephod at the front of it. You shall make two rings of gold and shall piece them on two ends of the breastplate on the edge of it, which is toward the inner side of the ephod shall make two rings of gold and put them on the bottom two of the shoulders, pieces of the ephod on the front of it close to the place where it is joined. But the skillfully woven uh, band of the ephod, they shall bind the breastplaced they shall bind the breastplate of the rings to the rings of the ephod and and with a blue cord so that it will be a skillfully woven band of ephod that will uh, that the breastplate will not come loose from the ephod. So what is all this again? This is <coughs> very intricately designed uh like not, like garments it has like you know gold cords and everything and blue and all these, these different colors and again this is supposed to show you uh that this part at least in particular is a something that you can actually take off the these things you can get, like you know it's like you can attach to it it's kind of it's not like the way that like a seat belt is attached but it's kind of like that and that it's supposed to be a way in which you can take the um his garment off and on and the idea is that yeah there's you're gonna have this this gear and it's this very unique gear for all the priests. Um, so somehow there it doesn't say it here but it implies that you have to take it off and they maybe they cleaned it they polished it at times um, because you know being a priest is not easy and there's a lot of blood involved. so there is some sort of <coughs> cleansing ritual that they need. And it's not like the priest has to wear this the whole time; like they they could take this thing off. And this is just expl- explanation, the blueprints of how that is. Uh, verse three: You shall put on, you should put in the breastplates of the judgment, the umum um, and the thumim, and they shall be over Aaron's heart. And when he goes in before the Lord, and shall carry the judgment of the sons of Israel over his heart before the Lord continually. So the umim and the thumim is basically it's it's like um it's, it's almost like in our modern day we would think like like a like a like a die or those are like eight, like that. I hesitate to say this, but it's just us to understand in a modern context. It's kind of like like that lucky eight ball that you people like ask a question they shake the ball. That's kind of what the um is in that time. Like when if they have a question that isn't in scripture, they have to ask the Lord and they trust that the Lord will give them the answer. It's kind of like a little dice. It's like yes or no, and then whatever lands a certain way, it's so let them know like okay, you should do this or you shouldn't do this. And this is a way uh, that they used back then, um, as a way to, uh, you know, discern the will of God. Um, we don't use those things now because we have the scriptures. But back then, um, you know, there were so many things that was happening that they didn't know, uh, and then this is this, their way to have like a, like a divine, um, in, in, interceding for them, so they can understand like how to honor the Lord in a certain way. Verse um, thirty one: You shall make a robe of the ephod, all of blue shall be opening at its top In the middle of, an of it around its opening. There shall be a binding of woven work as like the opening of a coat and mail, so they will not be torn. You shall make on its uh, hem pomegranates of blue and purple and scarlet material all around its hem and bills of the gold between them all around, a golden bell and a pomegranate, a golden bell and a pomegranate all around on the hem of the rope. It shall be on Aaron when he ministers, and his tinkling shall be heard when he enters and leaves the holy place before the Lord, so that he will not die. So this is important. Um, This is you know we've heard of this uh, in Passover. Back then, the little priest has a bell on his leg, so in case he does something wrong and doesn't ring, that means he's dead. And that that's where this passage is. That's what that comes from. This passage is instruction that they wear this because they, in case that they are somehow uh, immoral and have some sort of secret sin, uh, and they die, uh, they can know, like, okay, there's, I don't hear any tingling. We need to drag this body out. Because remember, only th- uh, the high priest can enter into the Holy of Holies. So it's a unique task. And if you mess up, you die. And this will take this job seriously. This is not something that they can toy around with. And again, it's unfortunate in our Protestant thinking that we actually don't have something like this. And by that, I mean that, you know, when we look at our church building, it's nice. It's, uh, it's a nice building. It's a lovely building. The building itself is not structurally designed for you to think about the lord and by that i mean like you know back then in the medieval time when they built those cathedrals it's it's supposed to look like arrows pointing up to the sky you're supposed to feel small when you're in it Uh, all these beautiful architecture is supposed to show you the the grandness and the greatness of the lord we don't have that in our protestant traditions um which is kind of unfortunate. I think it would be cool if we had stuff like this, but then I, at the same time, I also know it could be a stumbling block for others um, because, you know, the whole like, icon debate in the you know, decades past. Um, but I think uh, there's some of things that we miss out, that, like, having something that's beautiful is supposed to make us think of the most beautiful person, and that is Jesus Christ, and uh, we will take worship seriously. And I think this case, <coughs> these priests, when they're wearing these garments, is supposed to make them make the people know that, hey, worshiping God is a serious task. It's not something that, uh, the way that they look, as weird as it may be to us, it's it's intentional so that people can think highly of the Lord. Again, in Hebrews, it tells us that all of these things are a picture of the heavenly, of the things of that is above, that transcends the, what they see in the moment. And the priest, in the way that he dresses, is supposed to be represent you know, his relationship with the Lord in like this, this unique Calling that he has and is supposed to be beautiful, although his task is a very brutal task in terms of killing animals and sacrificing them for the people of Israel. Verse thirty-six: You shall also make a plate of pure gold and shall engrave it on it like the engraving of a seal, holy to the Lord. Shall fasten it to a blue cord and it shall be on the turban. It shall be on the front of the turban. It shall be on Aaron's forehead and Aaron shall take away the iniquity of the holy things which the sons of Israel consecrate which regards all their holy gifts they shall be it shall always be on the forehead and they shall be accepted before the Lord now on this like just think about a turban um it's like a hat I think you guys know what turbans look like there's a little marker a little little plaque I guess it's supposed to remind them that God is holy and putting on the forehead it's kind of like saying that the forefront of your mind is that God is holy um, I've been reading R.C. Sproul's uh, biography by Stephen Nicholas, and and that's and one of the things that Sproul is known for, in terms of just a summation of the relationship between man and God, is that God is holy and man is not. God is holy and man is not, and that's what this whole uh, section is like. When you look at this, this uh, this um, turban is supposed to make you looking at this priest like, okay, yeah. Even though that priest is warned that he is not perfectly holy, I'm not perfectly holy. The only one that's holy is God alone. And, um, and you know, there's always going to be the separation unless there's a way for us to be completely cleansed from our sins. Verse 39. You shall weave the tunic of the checkered work of lin- fine linen, and shall make a turban of fine linen, and shall make a sash uh, the work of a weaver. For Aaron's son you shall make tunics, you shall also make sashes for them, and you shall make the caps for them. For glory and for beauty, you shall put them on Aaron and your brother and on his son with him, and you shall anoint them and ordain them and consecrate them that they may serve me as priests. You shall make for them linen uh, breeches to cover their bare flesh; uh, they will reach from their loins even to their thighs. Again, this is something similar where, uh, you know, the way that they dress is supposed to be very modest. Is supposed to be, um, you know, they're not supposed to <coughs> show any skin because you know back then. Uh, any type of you know, showing of skin is considered like um, at least publicly especially doing, uh, uh, doing priestly work is considered unclean. Um, so that's why everything's like you know the way that they look is very unique in that way. Verse 43 they shall be on Aaron and on his sons when they enter the tent of meeting or when they approach the altar to minister in the Holy Spirit, so they have do not incur guilt and die it shall be statute forever to him and to his descendants after him. All this to say is that this is a, is, is a visually set apart within the camp of Israel. The way that they dress, again, is supposed to look different. Uh, and, and how they are to act is going to be different as well. And we'll see that uh, on Wednesday in chapter 29. I hope that this is helpful, again, for you to think about your responsibility as a Christian to the watching world. You're supposed to be a, a priest to other people. We're a kingdom of priests in that way, That in the way that we conduct ourselves, in the way that we dress, in the way that we talk, in the way that we think, and all that we do is supposed to be a unique opportunity for us to represent God. Um, that is our job, and that is a call that for all of us to strive for holiness, because our God is a holy God. Again, I hope that this is helpful for you. Take care, and have a good day.